Hi, Nakba. My name is Audrey Gunther. I am the Assistant Athletic Director for Marketing and Promotions at Providence College in Providence, Rhode Island. And I'm joined with a couple of my colleagues in the industry and a special guest. Yeah, I'm Brooke Robinson. I'm Assistant Director for Events and Promotional Marketing at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I'm Riley Fitzpatrick. I'm Assistant Director of Marketing at Vanderbilt University. All right, Brooke, I, this was your idea, so I don't want to take any of your flowers. If you want to kind of talk about, you know, um, how this how this topic came to be and, you know, how we settled on our special guest. Yeah. So I think the big thing is we were talking about what's new and what's relevant, the things we really wanted to discuss, at least like start a discussion with. And everything came back to like digital trends in our industry. And so we kind of nicknamed this the keeping up with the Joneses of college athletics, specifically as it applies to digital trends. Um, and as we talked more about it, about the things that, you know, we're tasked with elevating every year and getting out there and staying at the top of our game. I think we talked a lot about places we take inspiration from and the expectations we're trying to meet. And it all of us brought up the Tennessee Titans. And so uh, today's special guest is none other than oddly connected to NACMA, Nate Bain. Yeah, infamously connected to NACMA, uh, at least for the older group. But yes, thank you all for having me, uh, Director of Social Media Influencer Marketing. It's my job here. I think I've been at this club for seven years and then 10 years in the NFL. Um, but, but even before that, I was an intern uh, at NACTA years and years ago. So love what you guys do and have been connected for a while. Awesome. We're so glad to have you today. Um, so I think as we're talking about this, I think the big thing that we came across first is um, we're talking about some few things we want to take away from this topic. One of which is creating trends that last. And, you know, they kind of set the standard with schedule releases this year. So Nate, what are some things you learned with that? How did you think it would stay? How it would grow from here to the point it is now? Yeah, certainly. I can uh, try to give a full picture to to the schedule release. Uh, I think everyone hopefully knows now, but like NFL schedule release, I think years ago, the Seahawks basically did like a cupcake schedule and they made, you know, uh, with those tasty videos or whatever, how do you make cupcakes? And they put all these different ingredients in and it came out for each team's cupcake. And after that, uh, every year it became a thing where like NFL teams try to get creative with how they rolled out the the teams they played and in the order they played in. Uh, now so much, I think, I think a lot of people are doing it. Um, and then for us, every year we kind of get together and try to brainstorm what would work. Um, the full story is we sat and, and thought for a while, uh, try to get a lot of celebrity involved and make it close uh, tie into Nashville. And so the original schedule release idea uh, was running out of bar Robert's Western world in downtown Nashville and got a bunch of celebrities, jelly roll and wrestlers and all these different people, uh, former players and had like a fly through of the bar and kind of revealed the schedule through effects um, as we go. At the same time, thankfully we had a, uh, and that was a great example of teamwork for our group. We, we had incorporated a lot of folks and did it in a short amount of time. Um, but a great example of having trusting your staff and having, so even some younger people on the staff that spoke up and wanted to do something a little different. Um, and so while we were working on this celebrity bar uh, schedule release, if you will, uh, they basically put together a presentation, pitched it, uh, took two different trends that were kind of semi-popular of basically folks that weren't 
knowledgeable of a topic and guessing what the logos were. I think it was like one as popular as like a dad guessing NFL logos, maybe a, a, someone's girlfriend. Um, and then also just kind of this man on the street thing that a lot of different folks have utilized. Um, and they wanted to go, we wanted to tie it in Nashville. So go to Broadway, which is kind of known for partying. And then how can we take these two different trends and mesh them into our own and then put in a little Nashville Titan spin on it. And so while they worked on that, we worked on ours. And they came back and showed us some test footage, and we everyone just thought it was hilarious. And if nothing else, we had a good time with it in our own office. Um, I think they went one weekend and probably were there for like five hours. Uh, we had to get consent forms and do all this the behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe people don't uh, understand. And then the next weekend, Taylor Swift was in town, so they went and did like four hours. And between all of that, Got a pretty diverse mix of people and, and, and funny answers, and the product is what you saw. Um, we just rolled it out on TikTok, trying to make it just custom for that audience, and then immediately it started to get a lot of traction. So we said, I think after like 30 minutes or an hour, uh, we kind of pivoted and threw it on Twitter to see maybe it would do okay there as well. And then it blew up where everyone had fun with it, and different teams changed their logos. And I think, uh, I think one of the the women in the video is from Cleveland. It was just it just landed in town, and the Cleveland News did a story on her, and they did merch deals with Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, long story short, it turned out to be a pretty cool pretty cool event. Uh, but yeah, with all that, we kind of learned that we think we spent like twenty thousand, maybe thirty thousand dollars on the bar video, and the other one was child on a cell phone um, on Broadway, and so. Uh, while that was fun, it was kind of produced versus non-produced. Um, and then some of the learnings you can probably spin from there, but ultimately the one that took off and got us the most, uh, most love, if you will, was, uh, just kind of a low budget. Hey, let's make this thing work. And I think that can hopefully translate to the smaller schools. Maybe don't have the D one type budgets. Uh, and this way some of the social is trending now with, uh, phone shot footage, edits within TikTok or Instagram. And that's kind of the way some of these trends are going. And for us, we got, I forgot, Zoom for one of these companies put it out that we got, I don't know, I need to go back and look at it. I've messed that up, like a million dollars worth of, of you know, social play and, and advertisement. I think for us, it was a win all around. So uh, yeah, I think ultimately it was, it was a fun exercise and trusting your staff to do a couple of things, let them take some chances. And then also some of these, highly produced expensive things don't always turn out to be what people want. That's so awesome. I know I speaking specifically for me, we took that inspiration and a day later we shot one for the Wisconsin volleyball account, which is not a football or men's basketball, but it's definitely one of our highly followed, most engaging accounts and a fan base that we've kind of taught to expect the weird. And so we leaned into that too. And kind of, and this brings us to our next point about taking a trend, being able to make it your own. And I think it's something we were able to do. And a lot of people have taken inspiration from yours as well to be able to do something as funny for the same purpose. Yeah, it's been cool. It's, it's been cool to see Australian rugby teams do it and international soccer teams and different colleges. Uh, I think the, maybe the Nets did it as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's also kind of helped. We are kind of in transition with a new general manager and some new players on the team. And I think that video has even kind of helped reshape kind of what our tone is on social media. And so we've had a lot of chats recently about defining that and kind of fitting within it and playing around within what are the framework or guidelines of kind of our tone. I think that's probably important for a lot of clubs and for the coaches or uh, 
different sports and figure out what that is. So it's kind of cool to hear that maybe that volleyball account is a little bit more quirky and has fun with some things that take some chances where maybe, I don't know, your football account might not be able to do that. So I think that's, that's fun to hear. And yeah, figuring out what that is and then playing within it can really help creatively your employees kind of know what to do and how many shots to take. Cause yeah, some of those uh, trash talking accounts certainly are fun to follow and get a lot of, um, uh, engagement, but for like for us, that's not really as much our tone. But this kind of fit within it, where we still had fun, but weren't uh, taking shots at another team. You know, as you as you both are talking, um, and I know we're going to touch on kind of managing, you know, team and coaching expectations. But um, I guess Nate and Brooke, for both of you guys, you know, Brooke, you kind of touched on that. You guys have almost like trained, for lack of a better adjective, your your fans into like expecting the weird and quirky. Um, And then Nate, you had kind of mentioned, you know, trusting your staff and kind of just trusting the concept. Um, Do either of you two have like any advice for, I guess, kind of like the first steps to take um, to either help your admin like or I guess to kind of get your admin in a place where it's like, hey, you know, trust us. We are the experts in this. Like, even if it's not what we originally pitched, it's still going to be good. Um, And Brooke, you know, for you, like, do you have any advice for how do I guess get your fan base used to stuff that might not be like that typical, like, you know, Wisconsin mid Midwest, like football content that where you can still have fun with it. Um, sorry, we not rehearse these questions. <laughs> no, it takes a long time to build. And I think, you know, specifically I can speak to volleyball in that I've kind of have a lot of those conversations in the off season with our coaching staff of what are you trying to portray your image as to recruits, to, our fan base, you know, it's a tone that they hear when they're not in the building. So it's something that we talk to them a lot about. We've kind of built that. Um, Bianca Michelli on the staff here, she's done a great job of that over the years. And we translate that to a lot of things. It's the way we are in venue now. And it's not, you know, it's the way we are on social. And it's the way that our team interacts and their individual accounts. And, you know, we are trying to push that a little bit with some other sports to try to like, they interact with volleyball. They get to have that tone sometimes. And I think it's something like with a traditional sport like hockey and basketball and things like that, that we're trying to like get to that point since that's kind of what the younger demographic of fan looks like. Yeah, certainly for us, I mean, it helps. Yes, I think it's all the cliche things, communication, you got to pitch the right way. But uh, we're lucky that our our boss here is kind of open to that kind of stuff and testing things and see how it works. And then obviously when you have some successes like the schedule release, then it opens up. Well, if that works so well, then maybe we should let them do some a few more things. Um, and what else I was just going to say? Yeah, I think that's really the hits on it. And then, yeah, oh, a uh, huge point of our thing is as we move into this new stadium uh, and working to kind of cultivate a younger audience, yeah, we targeted, all right, we have to try a few things that were a little bit different than maybe our older season ticket members that have been with us for a long time uh, may not be there f- first piece of content they want and but it ultimately this one particularly landed with everyone but we did it with a younger demo in mind and to focus on like instagram and tiktok and maybe some a little bit like wackier content that might hit there uh and ultimately it works for everyone but a lot of that was hey yeah well, we made these two different videos let's try to get something that might work a little bit better with that under 30 audience um as we're trying to build a little bit uh younger fan base as we move into the stadium and what four or five years. No, I think a big thing that we always deal with in college athletics is managing expectations. And I know, I know that's what we wanted our third takeaway to be today. So from the college space, Audrey, Riley, how have you guys kind of seen 
something that you've been able to try or how you've been able to like mitigate that with your coaching staffs? I think it's really important to like when coaches come to you with expectations about like they want to see something, they may say something like specific, like, oh, like we want smoke for team entrance or we want uh, our hype video to look like this. Um, so just like finding the roots of like why they want it to be like that and then trying to build off that. So maybe not doing exactly, you know, what they're requesting if you can't do that. Um but like if the reasoning is, you know, we want the intro video to be a lot more exciting. So fans are on their feet for, you know, team entrance and stuff. Well, if we can't do X for the team to make them happy, what can we do to replicate that effect um, and still give them what they want, whether that be on social or in venue, just like trying to hear their reasoning behind something. And like, if they're going for a specific look or feel on a social media page, well, maybe we can't do it exactly the same way, but just trying to like hear their reasoning why they want something and do your best to, to make them happy off that. I totally agree with Riley's point. And then, you know, just one other additional thing I'd throw in that we try and do um, is definitely like we always try and figure out our coaches why. Um, and Brooke, I think you touched on that too. Like what is, you know, whether it's recruiting more fans in the stands, like what is, you know, what do you want your program to be? Um, and we try because, you know, our, our staff is incredibly small. We don't have football. We only have, you know, one full-time video person at the moment, two grad assistants, a social media coordinator, one graphic designer. So we um, definitely kind of like work with what we've got to the best of our ability. But a lot of times, and, it, and it's definitely not always easy, and I would love to um, talk to anybody that has the answer. Um, it's not telling our coaches no, but it's kind of explaining the why we can't do something that they want to do, if that makes sense. Um, and it's not always a, a good or pleasant conversation by any means, but I think just putting all the cards on the table with like, Yes, we would love to do what a school that has a video team of 30 can do, but we just we just can't. It doesn't make sense for us to to put that much resource into a schedule release um, for us, for example, where I think, you know, Nate, like you mentioned for the NFL, it's something that, you know, you guys have the resources. It's turned into such a big thing. It's something that people look forward to every year. Um you know, like we we had decided as a team to kind of not do a schedule release video at all this year. We were going to stick to graphics, which I think um, for a lot of college basketball teams, I've seen that kind of be the standard just because and I'm purely speculating, but I'm sure a lot of the schools that have the resources, you're in the middle of football season. You get like two days before the league puts the schedule out. Like it's it's a lot of effort and a lot of work. And I think um I don't know. I, th I just think it's really tough to kind of manage that arms race. So I know for us, we try and be as honest as possible. Again, it's not a perfect system. It doesn't always work. And a lot of the times, um, even when we try and, you know, combat it at the front end, we still get told, hey, we have to do a video tomorrow for for this reason. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely tough. But I think just having that transparent communication um, and kind of being able being not afraid to show coaches like, that we're all hired for, for reasons. Right. I think that's definitely tough. Um, I know at PC, we have two brand new coaching staffs and they're awesome to work with, but they came in and they had their own ways of how we, they wanted to do things. Um, and not all of it kind of meshed with our college's mission. We're super Catholic. So it's been a lot of kind of navigating and, and having them kind of trust us, even if they, they don't fully know what it's going to look like that we're going to create an awesome product. So yeah, sometimes you can even overthink those things or people can overthink it, but hit that. I mean, I think a couple of years ago, I don't know why it sticks out, like the Browns even, everyone was putting so much money and time and resources and 
to make these schedule releases. And I think it fit with their maybe coaching staff at the time or their GM, but they had a fax come through and then the video just waited for the fax to come out and they pulled the fax out and put it on the board and there was their schedule. Um, and so where teams spent weeks probably working on it, they did theirs in, I don't know, five minutes. So, which was funny and humorous and worked for them and I think still did pretty well. So sometimes getting to the heart of what it is. And sometimes a graphic is all you need, even though they might want to, $10,000 produced video. And it's like, well, this doesn't work. So <laughs> again, communicating that and trying to get it and it helps to have some wins along the way too. So that build that trust. The NFL has obviously raised the bar every single year. And how do you feel like you're able to, for lack of better words, level up every single year going into that? It's definitely competitive. And you, sometimes you just, you know, right circumstances hit. And like that video, I think even the, the, this team that put it together, I don't think they would tell you, oh, we, we thought we had something good and it was fun and people enjoyed it, but didn't think it would take off that way. So it's kind of called lighting in a bottle. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, it's fun, competitive, trying to always, because I don't know, you're always, you have, especially in college too, oh, we saw this group had a barber shop, so we need one. And we saw this do this video, let's do this. And sometimes you can get in the habit of trying to just copy everyone else. And so that there's value to that, but how do you stop and go, all right, what could we do something that's a little bit different? Uh, paying attention to what else, trends are going out on outside of sports. I think that's where the group here did a really great job of seeing what was going on in social media, grabbed it and then applied it to our club. For us, it's just uh, really pressing each other and trying to uh, in a nice, respectful manner, question each other and push each other on their ideas and how to make them better. But then also trying to draw some inspiration outside of sports sometime. Because uh, I definitely have caught myself and some of our staff has too of, replicating what everybody else does uh, and putting our own spin on it. That can still certainly work, but then drawing inspiration out of outside and other places too. Nate, we appreciate having you on. Yeah, we went way over time. I'm sorry, but that's, that's good. That's a good first. Yes, I like it. Brooke Brooke gets to cut out all the the fluff. No, this was really good. (laughs) No, this was great. It's a great (laughs) discussion. I think it's like something that just leads to more discussion, especially in our industry, but Something that when we're all together in Vegas, we can talk about. Beautiful. We'll do we'll do like a live. It'll be so successful then that we'll have like a live recording and I'll come back and it'll be fun. <laughs>